Hello, and welcome to the Nature Inspired Podcast. I am your host, Emma Hawthorne, a budding conservation biologist, performer, and yogi. Before we begin, I would like to pay my respects to the traditional owners of the land I am sitting on today, the Ugambe language region, and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This week, we are looking at the magic of rainforests. As last week on June 22nd, 2023, it was World Rainforest Day. But also, rainforests are incredibly important parts of the world. One of the most important ecosystem services they provide are storing huge amounts of carbon from the atmosphere. Rainforests are also home to millions of people across the globe. I currently live next door to a World Heritage listed rainforest in southern Queensland, Australia, and so I spend much of my time walking through these ancient and mysterious forests, so they're very close to both my home and heart. Rainforests also play host to over 50% of the world's biodiversity. They also provide sources of food, medicine, and hygiene products for people across the globe. Now, when I think of rainforests, I often see an image that has been used a lot in the past few years in various environmental movements. It's the image of a set of lungs, and these lungs are made up of rainforest. Yet the image has sections of the lungs cleared and deforested, and so it looks like a diseased set of lungs. And it is true, the forests are our lungs, and as we destroy them, we destroy our own ability to live and exist on this beautiful, beautiful planet. As Deepak Chopra says, the trees are our lungs, the rivers our circulation, the air our breath, and the earth our body. The theme for World Rainforest Day is conserve, restore, and regenerate. This order is really important because rainforests are complex ecosystems with many complex relationships between species. So it makes sense that we firstly conserve rainforests. We keep the existing ecosystems intact. Restoration is the process of assisting an ecosystem to recover, an ecosystem that may have been degraded, destroyed or damaged. It can include a lot of different things, uh, but predominantly it's the planting of trees or removing pressures from these degraded forests. Habit restoration is vital for reversing our current population declines and extinction rates of our threatened species. Over 80% of our threatened species live in forests, and out of 6,680 mammals listed as being either endangered or threatened on the IUCN Red List, 5,547 of them live in forests, so forests are incredibly important. Forests across the globe provide 80% of habitat for amphibians, 75% for birds, 68% of habitat for mammals, and 60% of habitat for our tropical vascular plants. So why rainforest restoration? Well, restoring our degraded rainforest can improve the ecosystem quality that threatened species rely on. This can also help restore fragmented landscapes, uh, increasing connectivity between scattered parts of rainforests. 
Restoration also lessens anthropogenic pressures, uh, so human pressures that we put on our ecosystems. It can increase their ecosystem services. And more importantly, it creates ecological resilience. Interesting to note though, restoration, especially of rainforest areas, can take up to 150 years. So it's probably longer than some of these threatened species might even be able to live through. So you see why conserving existing habitat is the most effective solution for rainforest protection and ensuring that we have rainforests and all the species that they host moving into the future. Threats to rainforests include climate change. Uh, rainforests at the moment are drying out and therefore they're becoming more fire prone. We're seeing increased lightning fires, uh, so fires that are ignited by lightning, and then slow post-fire recoveries. Rainforests are also threatened by disease. For example, here in Australia, myrtle rust has also caused... Nope. For example, here in Australia, myrtle rust has caused several understory plants within rainforests to become close to extinction. Invasive species such as weeds are also a threat, especially when rainforests are cleared or more roads or pathways are introduced. And deforestation is a huge threat to our rainforests. Although rates of deforestation have slowed globally over the past 30 years, deforestation and forest degradation continue at alarming rates. So even though overall forest area that has been logged has decreased substantially since 1990, deforestation and forest degradation still continue at alarming rates and this is causing significant loss of biodiversity. And according to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, the world is not on track to meet its targets uh, from the United Nations Strategic Plan for Forests. Uh, they're aiming to increase forest area by 3% worldwide by 2030, but we're not on track. One hopeful initiative that is taking place to try and stop illegal deforesting in rainforests is a monitoring and evaluation program detecting illegal logging by using old cell phones. Rainforest Connection is their name, and they have created an acoustic monitoring system. Uh, they use these old phones, and these phones have been rewired so that they can detect sounds such as chainsaws and large vehicles in areas where illegal logging is suspected. Now, if illegal logging is detected, then notifications are sent in real time to local authorities, which increases, which increases the chances of illegal logging being stopped. It's also a great tool for monitoring biodiversity and their patterns. So protection of these areas and species uh, can be better understood. This is AI technology, so maybe a bit scary to some of us, um, but it's been used in 35 different countries already. And I just want to add an aside here, a little note, that I am highly aware that some illegal deforestation is tied to issues of environmental justice. There are many communities, predominantly indigenous, uh, who have been disconnected from their country, from their land, their kin, their resources and medicine. And I'm highly aware that some illegal log logging is done as a way of finding income, especially in, in desperate times 
or it might be uh, due to dispossession of land and not having access to basic things such as medicine. So I'm currently writing an episode environmental justice and I'll expand more on this in a later episode to come. Let's talk about the Amazon rainforest now, obviously one of the most famous rainforests and largest rainforests in the world. It has a major role in maintaining global and regional climates due to its important hydrological cycles. It has a high level of biodiversity with over 3 million species living in the rainforest. This includes over 2,500 trees, uh, one third of all tropical plant species. Now, with rapid climate change, South America is facing some of the most accelerated risks of extinction. Across the Amazon region, we've already witnessed continuous warming, increases in flooding, and increases in fire activities. The Amazon region has one of the highest increases in fires globally over the 21st century and extreme droughts. As climate change continues, the Amazon region is predicted to become more arid, so more dry, and as there's more warming over the land, this increases more atmospheric evaporation. So the altering of this atmospheric circulation uh, reduces the near-surface humidity, and so we just see this cycle of drying continue. In fact, if deforestation continues, it's predicted that the Amazon will tip into being a dry state by the end of the 21st century. Pretty scary stuff. Furthermore, as the Amazon dries, this contributes to loss of soil moisture, uh, decreases in precipitation, so rain events, and increases in the number of dry days and increased drought and severity. This is going to result in a contraction of ranges for many species, and as the climate changes, there are predictions that certain fauna within the Amazon will have to migrate higher, so up towards higher altitudes. In a recent study on critical forest and landscape restoration needs across the globe, they found that threatened terrestrial vertebrate species needed tropical forest for survival. So a lot of our terrestrial vertebrate species live within these tropical forest biomes, including some of those in central eastern Australia where we know we have a biodiversity hotspot here in our subtropical and tropical rainforests. In Queensland, we have the world's oldest subtropical lowland rainforest. It's up near Cairns and it has been listed as being at least 135 million years old. Now we've come to that part of the podcast where we have a look at what we can do. And my first direction is always the simplest. And that is take in some appreciation and awe of the forest. If you have access to a rainforest, take yourself for a walk and just bathe in the magic and the beauty and feel the healing and the sentience and the wisdom that rainforests naturally have. If you don't have access to a rainforest, because we all live in different parts of the globe with very different diverse landscapes, take yourself to nature anywhere. 
just reconnecting into nature and seeing it as a friend, a part of us, enables us to create respect. And with that respect, we can change our behavior and try and work more harmoniously with nature. A thing I have just taken up recently is nature journaling. And I was introduced this by a lady named Paula Peters, who lives in the Beachmont area in southern Queensland. She's written a few books on nature journaling. But the basic concept is that you take a little notebook, maybe some pens or pencils or some paints, and you go for a wander through a forest or nature, a savanna, a grassland, a park, wherever you like, and you just draw and observe and write down whatever you see, draw it. It's not an exercise in being an artist. It's not for the purpose of entering an art competition or anything. It's just for connecting to nature and helping you to find that inner peace. I found it's a really wonderful thing to do, especially if you are anxious. Now, this decade is the United Nations General Assembly Decade on Ecosystem Restoration. And they have some really great communication materials uh, and a branding guide if you are a company or um, you're very prominent on social media and you want to share some things on the UN Ecosystem Restoration Decade, they've got a whole variety of resources there. Spreading the word is always a powerful way of creating more respect, change and support for nature. As always, I suggest joining a local restoration or bush regeneration group Uh, Up here where I live, um, there is a wonderful group known as the Big Scrub Rainforest Conservancy. They are restoring lowland subtropical rainforest between Byron Bay, Ballina and Lismore. So prior to 1900, there was approximately 75,000 hectares of this beautiful rainforest. But since 1900, when most of it was cleared for agricultural purposes, there's only 1% of this rainforest that remains. And there's about 100 uh, scattered pockets of it across a large landscape. So this group are trying to restore and reconnect it. So have a look in your local area and see if there's anyone doing tree plantings, bush regeneration, weed management, anything of the like to help restore natural habitat. If you have land, perhaps consider restoring it, especially if you are backed onto perhaps a nature reserve or a national park, you might have the ability to extend that area of protection by restoring land on your property. There's also lots of grants from local councils, especially here in Australia. If you are a landowner, you might be eligible for one of these to help financially support that project. Now, palm oil is an oil that is used in a lot of products and it's grown predominantly in the tropics and it is deforesting critical tropical rainforests at an alarming rate. So... Avoiding unsustainable sources of palm oil is a great way of making sure you're not financing the deforestation of critical rainforest. Palm Oil Investigations Organization has an extensive list of all the names that palm oil can be hidden under. 
there are so many names that palm oil can be listed as. One thing I do when I look at my shopping, uh, if I'm looking at the back of a body wash or something like that, if it has vegetable oil but does not disclose what type of vegetable oil it is, you're probably looking at palm oil. But if you are interested in trying to avoid or only use sustainable palm oil, there is now a sustainable palm oil certification program that you can look for on packaging. Um, then have a look at this sheet and start to familiarize some of those names. It's in many products, including food, detergent, cosmetics, and even some biofuels. Another thing I've mentioned on a prior episode is eating less meat or just choosing a meal or two a week that is meat-free. As we've spoken about before, A lot of our deforestation, particularly in the Amazon rainforest region, is for cattle, uh, for meat production, dairy production, things like this. So by moving a little bit away from being so reliant on meat uh, could be a wonderful way of supporting rainforests. As usual, use your voice. Sign petitions in your local area if they're uh, considering to deforest something nearby Write to the brands you like if they're not using sustainable palm oil or you know they're affiliated with uh, unsustainable logging. Write to the brands. The power of our voices is often underestimated. There's always um, an option if it is a financial ability of yours to donate. There's many great organizations Uh, One example of an organization uh, that are doing some great restoration is Half Cut. You can visit them at halfcut.org. And in the past few years, they've been fundraising to buy back Daintree Rainforest uh, in order to restore or rewild it. And they say that just $2.50 saves one squared meter of the Daintree. And finally... When that voice inside your head that says you are unimportant, you are small, you're insignificant, and says that what you do doesn't matter speaks up, then you remember this. And I am reading this from a book I am currently reading called Reclaiming the Wild Soul, How Earth's Landscapes Restore Us to Wholeness by Mary Reynolds Thompson. In the rainforest of the Amazon, The mighty Brazil tree owes his life to the small agouti rat, whose teeth are the only thing sharp enough to crack the hard nutshells, enabling the tree to reproduce. Without this tiny creature, the tallest tree in this tall forest, the one that towers over all the others, couldn't survive. The forest teaches us that being fully ourselves However seemingly small and insignificant, we enable the web of life to thrive. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, if it has lit something up within you, if you've learned something new, if you're feeling hopeful, then subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss the next episode. You can check out some of the great resources I've mentioned in this podcast by heading to www.emmahawthorne.com. 
Uh, you can also check me out and find me, connect with me on all those socials, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And I also have my YouTube channel, Nature Inspired Yoga and Dance. It's got a whole range of nature inspired yoga, meditation and dance like uh, videos. I hope you have a great week. And I'm going to leave you with a lovely image from Khalil Gibran, who says, Trees are poems that the earth writes upon the sky. Cheers, peace, and I'll see you next time.